When you look at the story of Job in the setting of the entire Bible, we see an explanation as to what was going on, and we can draw some lessons from Job that we might not draw if we just had tunnel vision and looked just at the story of Job. Because there are themes in Job that begin in the Garden of Eden and go all the way through to the other end of the Bible. And uh, one of the first things that we see is that God does put a hedge around his servants. Whenever you come to know him, he starts watching over you in a way that he wasn't watching over you before. But one of the things that we see in the Bible is that he sometimes removes that hedge for a purpose. Sometimes he will lift it. And this is what happens. You see Satan arguing with God. Satan appears before the Lord and he says, what you been up to? And he says, roaming to and fro throughout the earth. Peter tells us that's what Satan's still doing. He roams to and fro throughout the earth. In fact, let's just go ahead and read that. It's found in 1 Peter, the fifth chapter. That's 1 Peter beginning with verse 6 of the fifth chapter. And in this passage I'm going to read, you're going to hear a synopsis of Job. Listen to this. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith. Listen to that, resist him, firm in your faith. Don't try to resist him without any faith. That's what, it, 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 a lot of times that's what we do. We try to resist him in our own power. We are to resist him firm in our faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After, now listen to this, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That is the story of Job. Satan was given permission, but now this is the thing, and it just, God cared for Job. Job had God's attention and God cared deeply for him. And that is why whenever the, uh, Satan says, I've been just doing what I always do, roaming around, seeing who I can get. And he says, have you considered my servant Job? Look how upright Dolly is. And then this is what Satan says. So, well, you've got that hedge about him, so nothing can touch him. And since nothing can touch him, of course, 
You're just blessing him out of his gourd. You know, you're of course he's gonna gonna be faithful. You let that you get that hedge out of the way, and let's see how he acts. And so, but you know, Satan told him to do it. He's trying to boss God around, telling Job, telling God he needs to do this to Job. Instead, God establishes limits. You can only go this far with Job. And uh, there's another place in scripture that says that the Lord will not put on you more than you can, or the Lord will not, let's see, I can't remember how it goes now, but the Lord, he uh, will not allow more to ha that happen to you than you can endure. He knew Job's limits and he would not let Satan take him beyond his limits. But there was a purpose <clears throat> and there was a plan in all of this and God's grace was at work for Job and the whole world <clears throat> in what poor Job had to go through there. Now then, this thing about uh, being tempted by Satan, by uh, being afflicted by, you know, the, Satan's going, finding out who he can devour, who he can pull in, who he can make his own, who he can pull away from God, began the Garden of Eden, didn't it? Adam and Eve were given the opportunity in the Garden of Eden to prove whose they were. Not who they were, but whose they were. God allowed that temptation so that they could prove their faith. And the thing is, they, they did not pass the test, did they? They flunked. And so we all pay a price, and this is just it. Whenever we do not pass the test, others pay. It's been the same all the way through. Our sin is never private. Our sin always affects more than just us. Job, on the other hand, went through so much, and yet he never lost his faith in God. He, be, he had some questions and he argued with God about some stuff, but he never quit being faithful to God. He was living out of the belief that if you're good, God blesses. If you're bad, God curses. And he was at one time concerned because and he was exasperated at God because he figured God was punishing him and uh, that God was punishing him and not telling him what he was doing wrong so he could stop doing it. That was his great exasperation. And so he questioned, he, he, he knew I must be doing something wrong. Tell me what it is. But the, this is just it. And this is one of the lessons that we learned from Job is just because you're going through tough stuff doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. That's one of the lessons. Another one that God allowed to be tested was Peter. And do you remember what Jesus said to Peter? It's interesting. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. Just like they had a conversation about Job, 
Satan and God had a conversation about Peter. And obviously, God allowed Satan to come against Peter. But listen to what Jesus says. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And that's one of the things we need to pray for ourselves and ask the Lord to help us with. That our faith may not fail. And you, once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. But he said to him, Lord, with you, I am ready to go both to prison and to death. And he said, I say to you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied me three times that you know me. That had to happen. God allowed that to happen to Peter so that we could see that we could be reinstated into God's love. Even when we betrayed him, even when we've denied him, he will take us back and give us useful things to do in his kingdom. But you see, this is just it. Judas is another that was, the hedge was lifted. And then, of course, Jesus himself. And I'll draw, if I have time, some more parallels about that in a few minutes. It is in the times of testing, though, you see, that we prove whose we are. I ran across a saying, it was, I'm just taking part of it. Ogmandino said that, I'll go ahead and give his whole saying. And the whole saying was that, uh, I love the light because I can see the beauty of the things around me. I love the darkness because it's only in the darkness that I can see the stars. And this is just it. In life, as far as it comes to our faith walk and the faith walk of others, uh, the story of Job makes this so clear. It's not in the good times that we shine as stars. That's not when you let your light shine. Whenever Jesus told us to let our light shine, nobody's going to see it in the daylight. Nobody's going to see it when everything's going well for us. It's when you're under the gun, whenever things are tough and you stay strong and you hang in there. And even when you're just weak and admit that you're weak and all you do is hang on by a thread with your God, which is what Job did. That's when you shine like a star in the darkness. Do you see that? Your faith comes through when the things are darkest in your life and you hang in there with God. That's what it's all about. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, let your light shine. He was talking to people that were going to be going to their deaths for him. And because they let their light shine, others were one to the kingdom. And the harvest field was watered with their blood. It's in the darkness that we see the stars. A while back, they celebrated the 100th anniversary of the arrival of missionaries in Zaire. And Christians gathered to celebrate uh, from that part of Zaire that was once called the Belgian Congo. Near the end of the celebration, some very or a very old man stood to give a speech. He said that he would die soon 
and that he needed to tell something that no other man still living knew. He explained that when the first white missionaries came, his people didn't know whether to believe their message or not. So they devised a plan to slowly and secretly poison the missionaries and watch them die. One by one, the children and adults became ill, died, and were buried. It was when his people saw how these missionaries died that they decided to believe their message. Do you see? The missionaries knew, never knew what was happening. They didn't know. And a lot of times we're not going to know why we're going through or why God is allowing us to go through what he allows us to go through. They didn't know they were being poisoned and they didn't know why they were dying. Their faithfulness in the Lord, though, their light shining in the evil darkness, in the darkness of murder, convinced the people that they ministered to that their message was true. Do you see? It's in the darkness that we see the stars shining. It's in the darkness of your life as you hang in there faithful that people see your light shining. Joe DiMaggio uh, was on the New York Yankees at one time when uh, they were, the pennant was just in the bag. They were, they were going, they were going to the playoffs. And uh, they noticed as far along in the season, they had it all sewed up. And Joe DiMaggio was still hustling and he was playing just as hard as ever. And they, somebody, one of the sports writers asked him, says, Joe, you've got it all sewed up. Why are you playing so hard? He said, because there may be somebody out there watching that's never seen me play before. Now, you know what? There may be somebody watching you when you're going through a tough time that's never seen you play before. They've never seen you hang on to your faith in a tough time before. And they need to see your faith. They need to see you hanging in there with him. Last thing I want to share with you is we're not always aware of God's plans and purposes. We couldn't see all that was going on in, uh, in Job's life. We didn't know what God's plans were. Why did he set Job up like this? But in retrospect, we can see that God accomplished a lot because of his suffering. Um, some of the lessons that we've learned and that we see. First of all, God used Job's suffering to teach Job's wife, his friends, and we who read his story now for hundreds of years uh, some important lessons about suffering, uh, the human condition, and God's character. God has used Job's suffering to, and his faithfulness, his hanging in there in the tough time, to teach us that suffering is not always related to wickedness, 
but is a part of life. Uh, he's used Job's story to teach us that suffering can bring reward. And he's used Job's story to teach us about God, that he is worthy of our worship no matter what. At the end of the story of Job, we see Job confessing, Before I had just heard about you, now I have seen you and I understand and I repent in dust and ashes. He didn't understand, but he didn't have to. But he began to see that God's purposes and plans were much, much bigger than his. The thing is, God has purposes, whether you see them or not. It's not that he brings it on you, but sometimes he will allow it. And if he allows it, it's so that you can prove whose you are. And if you hang in there, just as with Job, he'll see you through and see you out on the other side and bless you more than you've ever been blessed before. But the thing is, we don't do it for the blessing. We do it because we're his. The greatest parallel I saw in all of this was Job had so much taken away from him and Job suffered so deeply, but he didn't have nearly as much taken away from him as Jesus gave up voluntarily when he took on the form of man, emptying himself of his godliness and becoming in the coming here in the form of man. God allowed Satan to test Job to the point of his health being threatened. Jesus was allowed to die. But we see the purpose. We see the purpose in what happened with Jesus, don't we? We see that uh, as Jesus hung on that cross in the darkest moment in human history, the greatest light in human history showed forth the light of his love and you were a part of the purpose in Jesus suffering. He went there. He went through so much more than Job ever did for you. As we come to the Lord's table this morning, I pray that you will just resolve that in the week ahead, in the months ahead, and in your life ahead, you are going to trust and honor God no matter what comes your way. No matter what we face, may he find us faithful. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.